Welcome to the Do The Woo Podcast, where we talk all things WooCommerce and any e-commerce news that affects you as a Woo user. Hey, Bob WB here. Brad and myself will be joining our special guest in just a minute, but I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Liquid Web. I know personally that Liquid Web has the best WooCommerce managed hosting that will fit your needs no matter what you're selling or the size of your online store. And for a limited time, use the code BOB-WP and you'll get 33% off your first six months of any of their WooCommerce hosting plans. So do yourself and your site a favor and head on over to liquidweb.com. Now for the show. Hey everyone, back to the Do The Woo Podcast, show number 22, Bob WP here, and my wonderful co-host who is um, who is struggling through this summer. How was your <laughs> 4th of July, Brad? It was great, man. I, it's something about 4th of July, like, I feel like I don't, I always remember I enjoy the holiday on the day of, but leading up to it, you kind of forget how much you enjoy it. I don't, maybe that's just me, but something about, you know, celebrating the country and barbecues and obviously exploding fireworks is always fun. I eat things on fire, but um, it just, for me, I feel like 4th of July really kicks in. We're in full-fledged summer. Like Memorial Day is kind of the unofficial start, but 4th of July is like, yep, we're here. Let's do it. So. I had a good one. How about you? Do you have a good fourth? Do any launch any fireworks off out there? You know, actually, what's interesting is where we live now. Um, we, we, you know, we're just a little ways from the beach, and they have quite an elaborate. It's not an organized firework display, but fireworks are only loud on the beach. So we look out and just right over the scrub, we can see, and there's basically you'll see fireworks for at least. Oh, I would say it's got to be a good six to eight to 10 miles down the beach. Wow. So you don't people, have to leave your house. Yeah, great. So everybody goes down there and this goes on for a good two to three hours. Wow. And it's just this constant stream. You just see all the way down. So I just, I just pulled out my iPad, did some reading every once in a while, look out the window and look down there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, that might be the best way to enjoy fireworks sitting in your house, enjoying life, right. Rather than fighting the crowds to get a seat and getting stuck in traffic. And yep. Um, but that is fun. It's always a fun time of year. Yeah, good time. So, well, I'm pretty excited. We have uh, Eric Bush as our guest today. He's with Data Feeder, or I think a Data Feeder. It and it's spelled F E E D R at the end there. Uh, hey, Eric, glad you hey. were able to join us. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Actually, yeah. stole the uh, DR at the end from the old Flickr days. <laughs> oh yeah, Flickr. And I, 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 there's nothing more appropriate after after Fourth of July than having a Canadian on the show. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so what do you do on the Fourth of July? Oh, you work. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah. most of my customers are not working. Therefore, I'm not doing support. Therefore, yeah, well, you just had less. what is it Canada Day, or yeah, is that what it's officially right. called? Not too long ago. So yeah, that's um, right. So we also did the whole firework thing down at the. Went down to the water, watched the fireworks. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. So awesome. it's kind of the whole weekend. It leads with Canada Day and ends with Fourth uh, of July. Nice, nice. I like it. Well, I know that it's kind of taken a different direction a little bit with 
WooCommerce, uh, talking about affiliate marketing. And I, I know this is a, it's a very interesting service that you provide and how it integrates with WooCommerce. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do there and exactly what Data Feeder does. Sure, yeah. So um, Data Feeder allows you to import affiliate products into your WooCommerce store and Data Feeder manages the uh, stock and updates and, and removes old products. So basically, um, what we've done over the past 11 years is we've aggregated um, data feeds from 30, more than 30 affiliate networks and from more than 14,000 uh, retailers and brought in over uh, half a billion products into our database that our customers can then um, search and find the products that they want to promote on their site and then bring those products, import those products into the WooCommerce store. And then our plugin will then keep those products up to date. So if there's a price change, if they change the name, and most importantly, if they change the affiliate link, um, the products in your WooCommerce store stay updated. Um, and additionally, like when a person is like searching, so let's say you have like uh, a website related to like dogs, you blog about dogs and then you want to sell some dog beds. Um, so you can do a search and find some dog beds to import into your store. But let's say a new retailer, new merchant adds more dog beds that match your search. Um, you don't have to go and be like, okay, well, PetSmart added a whole bunch of new uh, dog beds to their inventory. I need to go find those. With Data Feeder, you can actually like subscribe to your searches. And so it will actually go and every couple of days or whatever you configure, it'll go search PetSmart and the other merchants that you're wanting to promote. Say, oh, are there any new dog beds? Bring those down. Just do any of the, new, the products that you had in your store have new links, new prices. It'll update all that information. And if PetSmart removes the dog bed that, uh, from their inventory that was in your store, um, data feeder handles that and deletes that product from your store. That's cool. I mean, it sounds like a really hands-off solution to affiliate products, affiliate stores. Um, I, whenever I think of like stores that are affiliate products, I remember like 10 or 15 years ago, it was like, almost like a gold rush, right? Like everybody was, <laughs> yeah. when it became easier to do this and the feeds were more standardized, like everybody was just spinning up and launching stores of affiliate products. Like that's all they had were affiliate products. So they're basically just were collecting money just raking it in, right? Um, and then it seemed like the landscape shifted where yeah. it was less about a 100% affiliate store and almost more complementary to other products that you might be physically selling, right? Um, so you have like 10 dog beds that you sell yourself and then maybe you have five other ones through affiliates that you also include or whatever. Um, I'm curious from your perspective, like where's the landscape out to, at today? Like, is it still ripe for like 100% affiliate Based product stores? Is it more complimentary? Is there something else that's going on that you're starting to see trending or what are you seeing on your side? Yeah, so you're right. Like back in the day, it was the heyday. Just put it up and Gold rush. put up the products <laughs> and they will come, but it's not like that anymore. Um, basically, mostly because of a lot of the stuff Google has done, try to eliminate thin affiliates from their search results. And mm -hmm. Google has a, a web page that they lay out of what a thin affiliate is. So basically, Google says, if you're not providing anything else, you know, nothing else of value, if you're just adding product links to your site, we're really not going to place high importance on you. So what we try to encourage all of our members to do is to 
build out a site and, and build value around your content, whether it's blog posts or articles, video, whatever, build as much value around that content as you can, and then bring in a store afterwards. Um, um, yeah, so that would be the main, I, we don't see too many of our customers um, actually selling their own products along with some affiliate products because the actual um, checkout process becomes a little strange because if you're selling your own pro product, then you're going to check out in your own cart. Mm -hmm. But then if you want to add another affiliate product to the cart, well, you can't, you need to go to the, to the merchant's website to buy it. So we don't actually see that use case very often. Um, mostly it's the, 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 our customers who we see have the most success really develop a bit of a brand around their site, as well as a lot of valuable content unrelated to the products. And then the products kind of complement the rest of their site. Yeah. I love the idea of, you mentioned kind of blogging, um, of pulling in specific products, related to whatever topic you might be writing about, whether it's that specific product itself or just kind of related to the topic. Uh, Bob, I mean, you do some of this, uh, you do quite a bit of this with WordPress products, right? You write about right. them, you review them, you have a number of affiliate accounts and it's a great way to earn um, revenue around content, especially when you're first getting started because there's really no barrier to entry. You just launch a site, start writing and hook up some affiliate stuff and hope people click, you know, but um, it's a good revenue model, right, Bob? I mean, you're, you're bringing somebody doing it. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting because I, I've thought of about it because I did write a post on, on it and I was actually, I was able to experience this. And I, I, I thought exactly what Eric said is that if down the road at some point, you know, I had some content around it and it seemed to be common sense to pull in you know, maybe even 50, 100 products that really related to what I was talking about a lot. And it would, like I said, it would smoothly integrate with my content. I wouldn't be suddenly, here I have this store, you know, just buy. It It does make a lot of sense. So I, I think it's very cool. It's a, it's a great tool to kind of have for me right now. I'm thinking, okay, there it is. It's available. And I know now that if that time comes that something works, I've got my hands on it. And I, I think that's where the the strength of it is, is that, you know, a lot of times you don't have or you don't prepare for those kind of things. Or you think sometime down the road, I'm going to do that versus, okay, now I'm to the point where I can easily pull this in, integrate it. It's not going to be, you know, rocket science. I'm not going to have to you know, build something from scratch. And, and I know uh, Eric and I were chatting a little bit before that who has its built in external, you know, the affiliate option, but I mean, that's great if you want to do like, you know, four or five or a few a handful. And I've done that in the past, but boy, you start adding any number, even, you know, you get up to dozen, couple dozen, whatever more it's, it can be a pain, you know, keeping track and, exactly what he said, making sure the links are always working and everything's on top and the prices are changing. And this thing just seamlessly, it's like, bam, you know, I, I even kind of set up a demo with a couple of them just to see how it would work. And it was like kind of set it and go type of thing. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah. You really need something in place to keep the products up to date or else it's just, it's, it's going to be a maintenance nightmare. 
Um, we have had, um, we did interview a, a, pod, a podcast. Uh, we actually did a video interview with one of our customers a few years back who was, I don't know how much like content he had on the site, but his focus was on, um, you know, maybe a few dozen products per site, you know, not, not, not huge thousands of products, just maybe a few dozen or maybe a couple hundred products. But these products, he, he said, they had to be hard to find locally. If someone had to drive like 20, uh, or if someone had to drive 20 miles to get this product uh, or more, that was the kind of product he wanted to have in his store. And he just really focused on these kind of long tailed niche little sites and was able to do high four figures and low five figures a month. It was, it was insane. Like I, <laughs> he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't share the URLs and rightfully so, but because um, people just <laughs> copy them right out. But um, yeah, I was just like kind of amazed at what he had done. Yeah. yeah I, I love the automated approach. I remember um, on my blog back when I used to blog more regularly, I had a number of affiliate links to mostly WordPress stuff. Right. Um, and I, I ran into the same problem where URLs would change or they would, sw- they, were, they were constantly switching the affiliate uh, service that they would use. So they'd mm-hmm. switch from like share cell to something else or whatever, which meant all the URLs had to change. You know? So I quickly realized, Oh, I need to, you know, use short URLs or some, something where the, the URL I'm using publicly doesn't change, but I can change it behind the scenes. Um, and even that was a bit of a, a decent amount of work. And I mean, we're talking maybe 20, <laughs> you know, 20 products, at most, so I can't even imagine hundreds or thousands, um, and not having some kind of an automated way to to work that process. So I think that's a massive, like a huge, um, you know, feature that that I would imagine that that's a huge selling point for you in this tool. Yeah, so that was um, that was kind of critical. It had to be done. Like you can't import <laughs> five thousand products into your e-commerce store and then be like, "Well, there they are." <laughs> I'll just I'll let the uh, wait a, wait a month or wait a year and mm-hmm. all the links will be broken and then it's just useless. Yeah, what kind of I'm curious. What I whenever I think of data and imports and obviously there's you know there's you're using structured data, uh, whatever type of feeds XML or JSON or some other format. But um, just importing data from a lot of different places. You said you had like thirty plus. 35 plus different networks. Yeah. Um, what kind of challenges do you run into? That's, that's, it always worries me, right? Because even though things are structured and you, ex- and you expect things to come in a certain way, that never is actually really the case. Right? There's- never do. I mean, we've been battling this since 2008. Um, you would think that there would be more standard in place. And I think Google is starting to um, impose a standard on, on a lot of the merchants. Good. But right now, there's still no standard. So you'll get all sorts of data. You'll get, like just the other day, we had products coming in that had the, the affiliate links in the wrong field in the data feed. And so it's like, okay, well, now we need to adjust our parser to when we bring in, the, uh, when we bring in that data feed, we need to make sure that, okay, well, the affiliate link needs to go in the right place, <laughs> switch them all around. So what we've tried to normalize all the core um, fields of a data feed. So product name, product description, price, sale price, if it's on sale, brand. A lot of these things we've been able to normalize, but then you'll get a ton of other information. Maybe you'll have a color field. Maybe they've put red into the color field, but more likely 
than not, they put red into a field called custom one or red into like additional information. And so you have to like pull that out and parse it as well. There's still, um, so that's a huge challenge is trying to deal with this disparate data coming in in all different forms. Mm -hmm. And another issue that we also deal with is we'll go, we'll go try to download the feeds from one of the affiliate networks and their API or their feed service is down. So that ends up like, Oh, why do we have zero products from share sale in our database? <laughs> we need like, we need to like run the update again and mm -hmm. push out, push out all those products into our system, which um, can get a little hairy at times. It's, like it's a constant, like we've, we have all the parsers in place, we have the whole system in place, but then it's a constant monitoring to make sure that the data feed structure change, that the URL that we're getting the feeds from is the same, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in a sense, it kind of goes back to, uh, you know, kind of security around um, developing for WordPress or anything. And, and that's basically never trusting the data you're given, right? Yeah, like exactly. you always have to validate, you always have to sanitize, you always have to verify that what you're getting is what you actually are expecting. You can't just trust that because the field says they're going to give you a URL that it's actually going to be a URL. Right. You know, what happens if it comes over and it's just a, a zero, <laughs> like, are exactly. you ready for that? Like, do you, does your, does your system, your plugin, whatever, understand what to do if it's a zero and not a URL or is it going to blow up? Yep. Um, so and why, that's, why, are, why are there three decimal places at, you know, three points after the decimal for a price? It's like 19999. Yeah. It's like, that is not a yeah. price. There's the plan for the unexpected. So it's, it's impressive, but you're right. It is not a hands off. Like you have to monitor it. You have to make sure. Cause uh, by and large, a lot of this is out of your control. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You're relying on third-party systems. You're relying on their data to be clean and and sent to you and and brought in um, in a certain format. Um, but you can't trust it. <laughs> you say you have to verify. So I always think of the the, the what could go wrong approach. <laughs> yeah, every everything plan for everything. Uh, yeah, on one hand, I would love for everything to be like come under the I think it's the Google Shopping product platform uh, uh, format. Or something I can't remember the name. I would love for everything to come in in that format, but then it might actually like well, if it all comes in and it's all clean, we, why do we need data feeder anymore? So, yeah, definitely a cool product. Um, certainly one that people should check out. I think there's a lot of a uh, lot of value to it. Obviously, just the amount of time you would spend doing this yourself or using the various different tools to kind of throw this all together with these networks is, you know, for the price point would make zero sense <laughs> rather than just going with a solid proven tool. And it's impressive. You've been around for 11 years. Honestly, that's in the world of uh, WordPress, you know, premium products. That's old. <laughs> You're old. You <laughs> yeah, know? We, we started, we started doing, um, I mean, from the get, Kiko, we were doing um, like SaaS models, you know, software as a service. And even at that time, like WooCommerce wasn't around at that time. And um, I mean, it was just like, well, what do we do for recurring billing? You know, like there was hardly any, like Stripe wasn't mm -hmm. around. All these services weren't around. So that was, I mean, just doing recurring billing back in 2008 was. Really it doesn't awesome. sound like that long ago, but in the world of the internet and technology, oh it was it was forever ago, <laughs> you yeah. know, a lot has changed. Like so you said, much better. Stripe wasn't around. I can't even, it's crazy to even think about that. So, yeah. And so it was like, like authorized.net and it's just like, Oh, 
<laughs> no one should have to do that. <laughs> These conversations always make me so happy. I do what I do and you guys yeah, exactly. do. You know, that's all I can say. <laughs> the Do The Woo podcast is brought to you by Liquid Web. Looking for a top-notch hosting for your WooCommerce site? They have a ton to offer you, plus you'll get 33% off your first six months of any popular WooCommerce plan using the code Bob-WP. This is a limited time offer, so head on over to liquidweb.com and a special thanks for Liquid Web for helping us do the woo. Now back to the show. Well, uh, let's move on. We've got a, a few things we, we're going to talk about. Uh, first thing, uh, Constant Contact launches new WooCommerce integration. I know this is near and dear to Brad's heart, and I thought he could tell us a little bit about it because I think he has a little bit of hands-on with uh, what's going on there. That is right. Not only is it a cool plugin, but my company, Web Dev Studios, built this plugin for Constant Contact and helped them release it. Self-promotion. I love it. Um, but it's relatable. So, uh, yeah, check it out. It's the Constant Contact plus WooCommerce plugin. It's on WordPress.org. Uh, freely available, but it really, um, I really like this and, and not just because obviously we built it and released it, which is always great. Like that's a win-win in my opinion, when someone pays us to release open source software, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, uh, but it's just, I love the idea of companies like actively building projects to not just work with WordPress, but to work with a specific, um, plugin for WordPress, which in this case is WooCommerce, right? Like, I think that's really neat um, to show the value around something like WooCommerce in that space. So we work with Constant Contact um, and decided to roll this out as a separate plugin instead of an add-on to their to the official Constant Contact plugin, uh, just to keep things separate and clean. And that way they could kind of go whatever direction made the most sense uh, for those code bases. But it, it's, it does a lot of cool stuff. You know, you can, you can pull products from your store into your emails, you can automatically import your WooCommerce contacts and customers into Constant Contact. You can do segmented, pre-segmented uh, lists are generated that you can fire off uh, marketing campaigns or emails to like maybe all the customers that purchased in the last 30 days or first-time customers versus repeat customers. So there's a lot of segmenting you can do in your marketing emails that go out um, in a really automated way, which is neat. So um, you know, it's the initial release. Um, there's definitely a lot more on the roadmap coming, but if you have a WooCommerce site and certainly if you're using constant contact, you should check it out. But even if you're not, you should give it a look and see if you can, uh, can up your, your email marketing game a bit. Um, I tell you like email is email has been around forever. And we talk about kind of, you know, your product being older in the WordPress world, but it's amazing how effective email marketing still is today. You know, like it works if you do it right and you have a good strategy and you're not blasting emails every day or every hour, but you have a really good strategy around it. Like it converts, it converts really well. Um, you know, so it's, it's cool to see that and to work with a great company like Constant Contact. It makes a lot of sense to release a WooCommerce specific version to, to, to just to handle a lot of the, the uh, segments that you were talking about mm -hmm. and trying to, to shove that into an existing plugin would be a, quite tricky and I think make the interface for the user using the plugin really tough. Like, okay, well, do I want to promote posts or products or what in, in, in the emails? So it makes a lot of sense to keep them separate. Yeah. I, I like it too. Like I said, that way the directions go different. I mean, there's always like the jetpack approach where you just put everything in and then let them pick what they want to use when they really only want one feature. Um, 
but I'm not that big of a fan of that approach. I think, you know, having something as big as a WooCommerce plugin and, and what that entails, which is could be anything around e-commerce, um, deserves its own plugin. So uh, definitely happy we went with that approach. But um, it's a bit of a soft launch. It's out there. It's public. There's been a little bit of talk about it, but there's there's a bigger marketing push coming up. Um, and again, the roadmap of, of, you know, all the ideas on the horizon of what we want to work with constant contact integrate are really cool. So, um, they're a great company. They do, um, they do a lot for WordPress and open source. Of course, constant contacts, part of a larger company that include like Bluehost, who have at least one, if not more dedicated contributors to WordPress fully on staff. Um, I know John's over there, but, um, so they do a lot of great stuff for open source. So it's great to see again, them you know, giving back and getting some plugins out there. It obviously, it promotes their service, but it's it's open source and it's it's available. So yeah, that's really cool. Give it a look. See, it's up on WordPress.org. Oh, so it's free. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and awesome. I, I love it that the people that are using Concert Contact and using WooCommerce are probably going to be like, "Whoa, you know, I've been doing it this way or trying to do it this way, or yeah. trying to pull in the other resources or tools and stuff." And <laughs> And now it's all neatly packed. It's nice to have the official one, right? Like, yes, there are other ways to do this out there because there wasn't an official way. Um, But when you work with the company and you're making the official plugin, like they can, they can do what they need to do on their side to make this plugin as integrated as, as possible and make it as easy as possible to use. So now there's an official path forward for that integration. Yeah. Yeah, Very cool. So I'm going to let our our guest, Eric, uh, introduce the next one um i because i have no idea what what we're talking about here so i'm going to have um both you and braddock tell everybody about it and maybe i'll actually make some sense out of it okay <laughs> so uh yeah so i i thought it was interesting there's a couple product uh projects going on right now and they're still early days um to integrate graphql uh with woocommerce and um and one of the links i shared was basically a WooCommerce Gatsby uh, integration. So if you're not familiar with Gatsby, it's kind of a React framework that that you can pull in uh, data from all different sources. And this this particular package here on GitHub, it's actually pulling in the data from a new commerce store via the API using GraphQL, which Gatsby really understands and works well with. And you bring it in and you can import your products into a Gatsby site. And the nice thing about a Gatsby site is that it's blazing fast. And so if you're looking, if you have a small store and you're looking for like high performance, um, Gatsby is super, super fast because it's essentially, it's a, a, a what's it called? Uh, it's a stat, it's basically a static site with React. And so basically, you're serving up flat in uh, HTML files, um, but, uh, and then you can distribute those HTML files over CDN, so then you get this super, super fast speed. Um, and so one of the, uh, this uh, GitHub package that I, I linked to uh, allows you to integrate Gatsby with WooCommerce. So I did a little test before, uh, uh, you know, actually last week to see how well this plugin works. So I tried to bring in um, some products in my, my one of my uh, data feeder stores. So I had all these products in my WooCommerce store and actually imported them into a Gatsby site. And it was really cool. Like there were some limitations for sure. And there was like a, a, quite a bit of work to get it to work. Um, but once I got the products in there, like 
blazing fast to mm-hmm. uh, to see all, like a hundred products just load on a single page in, in like we're talking milliseconds. It's just like, wow, that's awesome. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of like, I know there's some um, integrations with Gatsby and WordPress, people are using WordPress as like a headless CMS and importing their WordPress content over into Gatsby. And I think in a year from now, we'll see some really strong um, Gatsby integrations for WooCommerce. So people, because I, I know like Gatsby already supports, like has an official Shopify uh, plugin. So you can run your Shopify store in a Gatsby site. And I think in a year from now, we'll see some pretty solid integrations for WooCommerce and Gatsby. It will, it'll make um, some pretty interesting like setups, especially for if you're doing some um, agency work, client work to get a client site into a Gatsby setup. It makes hosting and security um, cheap and safe. It's a vicious cycle, Bob. Like we started building websites with just yep. HTML. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'm just, you know, and, and now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. I, mean, I know. I, it's like, how, how many times are we going to reinvent the wheel to like put text on a page? But it's yep. great. To, like Eric's spot on. I think Gatsby, we've, we've been working with it quite a bit. Um, we've been working with clients and discussing what a Gatsby integration could look like and, and some of the advantages to it. But yeah, you, you can't get a faster site load than with static, having static files. Um, and that's basically what Gatsby does. It takes WordPress and generates a static website. So WordPress still powers your content and everything, but Gatsby is the, the front end layer, if you will. And that's why they call it headless because it's not directly connected like a normal theme, you know, where it's kind of building things on the fly with the database and all that other stuff. So um, you could be hearing a lot more about Gatsby. This is, this is cool though. Cause yeah, not only we've we seen it in the WordPress space, but now we're seeing it in WooCommerce and some of the other, uh, plugins are making sure that they can integrate and work well with it. Obviously WooCommerce is a juggernaut, like just a massive plugin with a lot of functionality and most plugins aren't at that level, but, um, it's cool to see that Gatsby's growing and spreading in the WordPress ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now on to even something, um, well, I, I kind of, I, I actually get this, but I, I again, I, I don't really use them that much. And I am, I'm sure both of you, um, I don't know, live and breathe these things sometime is uh, Business Bloomer's WooCommerce Visual Hook Guide. And it's always, guide's always a promising word because uh, we all need more guides, that's for sure. <laughs> and <laughs> so so what what are we looking at here with this Visual Hook Guide? Um, why, don't we, why don't we start with, start with Eric again here? Yeah, so um, the, on the businessbloomer.com site, um, he's take, they've taken various pages from WooCommerce, like your single product page, or your category page, your shop homepage, and broken those into se- each section of the page. So it'll be, here's the, the thumbnail, the price. And basically what, it, what they've done is they've exposed where all the, the hooks are on that page. So if you want to, let's say you have a buy button on or add to cart button on your single product page and you want to display a message under that like you know say you know use this coupon within the next 24 hours to save 20 percent or something like that you can go to the visual guide check out the single product page and you can find exactly the hook you need and i actually think they have some code samples on the site to put whatever text you want above your button add to cart button below your add to cart button above your product price below your product price 
or anywhere on that single product page that has a, a hook uh, exposed for it. So it's super useful if you just want to add some quick uh, visual elements to your page and you don't exactly know which WooCommerce hook to uh, use, use this visual guide. It's just like makes it so easy to figure out, okay, if I add this little snippet of code, this text will appear right there on my site. So yeah, makes it real easy. Yeah. Hooks are, hooks are like a really integral component of WordPress in general, in terms of um, extending WordPress and customizing it to do exactly what you want. So all major plugins also utilize hooks and there's actions and filters, but I think this is helpful, especially for the, for the not super technical because everything, in my opinion, I really like visuals. Um, you know, I like seeing stuff like you said, Oh, I want to put a piece of content right here on the page. What hook should I use? And it tells you, and there's, if, if the idea of actually using that code is a bit intimidating, um, which I, I can absolutely see how it could be if you're not a developer, there's even plugins you can use that allow you to type in the hook name and then type in whatever you want to show there, you know, HTML, some take it even further. You can upload images and stuff, but that way you can actually fire code, against those hooks without actually writing code. All you need to know is the hook name and then what you want to put there. I know Beaver Builder has it built right in. Hmm. Um, and I know, uh, I think you can even do this through ACF as well. Um, fire off a hook. Um, so, uh, you know, look for a plugin that does that if the if the code's a bit intimidating. But it, it is super helpful because WooCommerce, I don't know how many hooks WooCommerce has. I don't know, Eric, if you know, but I would bet it's... Hundreds, hundreds, if not yeah. thousands. <laughs> so yeah, and WordPress I find, has like tens of thousands. So there's a lot of hooks available. Whenever I want to customize something in WooCommerce, I always, you know, before this visual guide, I always end up going to open up the WooCommerce template files and just start diving into the code. Okay, where exactly is mm-hmm. the buy button or where exactly is the price? Now it's just like you can go to the site. Oh, there it is. I know exactly what hook I need to do what I need to do. Yeah. Well, that's good to know because for us non-tech people, it's, um, anything's helpful, and especially for somebody that's still finally feeling like they semi-conquer CSS, you know, here, whenever I do something correctly there, it's like I have my own little party here that I celebrate <laughs> by myself, but, um, but that, that's another, another story there altogether. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the things I, I found another I don't know how I came across this, but kind of, I guess you'd say, in celebration of um, talking about affiliate marketing, this one just caught my eye, this title. It says, Four Tips for Combating Link Rot in Affiliate Marketing. Now, I'd never heard of Link Rot before, but it's as I got into it, I kind of kind of, I had an idea of what it was, and it's, uh, it's um, basically, uh, I'm trying to, synopsize what they're they've said here but it's these links that basically uh don't work they they say they deep links that decay to the point that it no longer earns money for the publisher and uh, i i imagine you've even kind of even touched on that a little bit eric when you talked about keeping things updated the links updated so Probably when you think of link router, now that you know this actually exists as a term, you're thinking, oh, okay, this is kind of what we're solving in in several different ways too. So um, so what did you think about the article? No, it, it makes total sense. And 
Um, I think like Brad mentioned, if you, when you have like your uh, affiliate link to let's say a theme or, or hosting or something and it runs through share sale. And then that, that, that company that you were linked to, Oh, now they changed over to commission junction or now they don't have their own in-house affiliate program. Well, that link that you had on your website no longer works. And so all those people who are coming back to that article year, month after month, year after year, they're clicking a dead link. And so typically the link will just 404 or redirect to some random home, someone's homepage. Um, but the, the, the important thing is that you're not getting paid yeah. <laughs> at all. So um, it's hard. Like, and like Brad's mentioned, you almost need a, a backend system to manage all of the various affiliate links you have out there. So if you have like almost like a, a, a bit.ly, your own personal bit.ly um, and where you can, is, it, is that the URL shortener bit.ly? Is that yeah. what it was? Yep. One yeah. of them, yeah. bit.ly. So you have your own personal bit.ly so that if you put out your, uh, you know, your link to whatever web host that you prefer and you put that on five or six different sites, and you don't even remember where you put them. And then all of a sudden that affiliate link changes. You just have to change it in one place instead of going to those five or six different sites or posts or, or wherever you, you put that content. Um, if you manage it within one central location, then you can kind of mitigate the issue a little bit, but yeah. it's still like you still have to manage it. It's a big issue. It still work. I mean, I know Bitly Rebrandly is another one that um, mm. we started using that I really like. And there's actually plugins of WordPress that will do this. I used to use very basic, like um, you would just put in the slug, I think, and then where you want it to go. And yeah, it was just use- it was just a CPT that would redirect, which was basic, but got the job done right. Um, I actually did. I set I set up links when I my books came out to not only link to Amazon, but also to use my affiliate link to Amazon. So anytime someone was like, where can I get your book? Here's a, here's my bit.ly. <laughs> so not only yeah. would I get a small commission on the back end, but then I'd get some credit for the affiliate sale from Amazon as well. Yeah, I use a um, plugin management, uh, affiliate management. It's called uh, Thirsty Affiliates. And I mean, I couldn't live without it because one thing it does is you know, if a, an affiliate gets changed and you have it, you know, in 30 different posts, you don't have to go through there and dig it. You just change it in one central area. It also, you know, you can scan all your posts and find out what posts have that link in there. And they do have a health, your affiliate health setting on it in their pro version. But the odd thing about it is for some reason, share sale affiliates, the health always comes up questionable, no matter if it's good or not. And it's, I'm sure it's something they just can't get around. You so share is questionable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's, sometimes you go in there and you see all these and you think, you know, is it even working? So you test it. And yeah. It's working fine. And, and I was told it was just kind of, that was just something that comes out of share sale alone. So there's nothing perfect, but it is, it's a matter of, I know when I was, I had a, several hundreds of links in some sites and they actually changed the um, affiliate program and I was able to easily do a change on them because of that reason I was, it wasn't as, as tough as, because yeah, it can be a nightmare having these broken links. So, so now I have a word for it, link rot. So when I'm in my, I can look at my site and think, Oh, what link rot's happening today. So that's, <laughs> it's always good to have a nice term with it. <laughs> like it. 
All righty. Well, I think that uh, covers everything we wanted to talk about. I uh, Let's see. First, uh, anything exciting going on product-wise, event-wise um, that you want to share? How about, Eric, anything going on in, in your world? No, I'm just enjoying the summer. It's finally feels like it just finally got here. So that's it. Once the like winter's gone, I don't leave Canada. It's too nice. Yeah. <laughs> In winter, I try to fill up my time with getting out of here. <laughs> How about you, Brad? No, nothing. I feel like there's always that kind of summer slowdown um, around events and stuff. You know, spring and fall are the big, big times of the year. And for good reasons, vacations and people are out. And um, so, yeah, nothing, nothing uh, in the immediate uh, future. Got a few things coming up in the fall, which we can talk about when they get a little bit closer. Cool. Yeah, pretty much that's the name of the game for me, too. Pretty just going through the summer, sliding through the summer. So so before we leave, uh, Eric, uh, where can people find you, find Feeder, all that good stuff on the web? Yeah, um, you can find me at datafeeder.com. I don't really do much social media stuff. So datafeeder.com and I blog at ericbush.net. Cool. Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I just want to once again thank uh, Liquid Web for their support of our podcast. And you can get 33% off of six months of the Woo Manage hosting. Just use the code Bob-WP. Uh, way to get your site all going, especially when you get that Eric's hooked up and you got all those affiliates coming in, got to handle all that, all that traffic. So good stuff. Uh, and if I could pipe in about Liquid Web, um, I've been with them since 2005. Like it's had a few hosts, um, before them and since them like it's just been rock solid like they're awesome cool cool yeah. cool you hear that liquid web hear that? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> all right <laughs> well guys great show appreciate it uh enjoy the weather enjoy this part of the summer see you in a couple weeks brad and so sir until next time take care and we'll be back with the do the woo See ya. Take care.